Let's start. You are now rocking. Rocking with the best. Double rainbow. Oh my God. Live on your radio. It's the Beat Break. With your host, Break that ass up. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. The Beat Break Podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Sean Garvey and DJ Rolo. Yeah. Ah, just waking out of bed. Gotta get that coffee in, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's another day, another beautiful day, another beautiful week. I can smell it. I can feel it. I can touch it. Make sure you log online to BeatBreakRadioFM.com and on the Podcast FM app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, download it right now. You need that in your life, Podcast FM app. And make sure you log online 24-7 to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. We are also simulcasting on Thinking Out Loud Network. You can go to thinkingoutloudnetwork.com to hear the show. And make sure you follow us everywhere on your social media at Beat Break Radio, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram at Beat Break Radio. Got a great show for you guys, and we got some amazing guests on the Morning Show podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Got to give a round of applause for that. DJ Rollum, how has your week been? Man, I'm glad it's finally getting warmer, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad about that. It's spring it's, again. It's time. It's um, it's not been a crazy winter, mm-hmm. but I'm just glad we are very, very fortunate in ATL. We did not get all that crazy winter like some other states did. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You can already see that I have my T-shirt on because I, I got on yeah, this MTV yeah, T-shirt yeah. on. And the past podcast that we've been on for the past few weeks, I always had a coat on or a long sleeve sweater of that sort because it would get like cold. It would get like cold here in the studio. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like very, very warm right now, and I and it was yeah. only right that I have a t-shirt on for this special occasion. And uh, yeah, man, I feel you. It's spring again. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, spring again. Time to get warm. And uh, for your eyes only, Sean. I mean, I look, but I ain't gonna be like looking, looking. You know, them sundress ladies. Sundress season. Out. Yeah, there you go. That I was too. I that's all I do is look. You know, I ain't looking. <laughs> yeah, because you engage. You engage, yeah. man. You about to get married. Yeah, I know. You know, it's going on. Want to be a year from now, so yeah, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I mean, you, but you know, it wouldn't hurt to like glance just a little bit, though. Man, look, she looks, so I'm gonna look too. Yeah, I mean, man. I know she looks, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, hey, just, right, right. Just complimenting your beauty. That's all. That's why I'm looking. Just yeah, complimenting exactly. your beauty. Yeah. Yeah, man. Speaking of craziness, uh craziness in the ATL, man. Already man. people comparing it to Chicago. <laughs> the bad part of Chicago. Let's just clarify. Bad that. part of Chicago. Because not all um, Chicago is isn't bad. But nah, uh, nah, nah, it's just I think it's what the South Side that keep getting hit the worst and all that stuff. Downtown Atlanta, yeah, downtown yeah. Atlanta. Prior like, to the NBA All Star Weekend and during the yeah. NBA All Star Weekend, people got shot up, people got robbed. Man, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's still unfortunate. It's still unfortunate, and 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 uh, the thing about it, what they've been doing for the last couple of weeks is people just roaming around like. Ain't no pandemic going on. It's getting better, but you can't hey, hey man, take hey, your mask been, off yet. You let me tell you, keep it on. Let me tell you, man. It's been nothing but COVID. Distancing. Yeah, man. It's been nothing yeah, but COVID parties all around the ATL. 
Mm. COVID parties. Woo. Partying like it's. Well, I guess they're coughing on each other like crazy, right? <laughs> With all this COVID. You know what is so crazy? You know what's so crazy? Because, you know, back in the day in the clubs, they used to knuck and buck and, yeah. you know, throwing elbows and stuff. Now they coughing on each other. You don't even need to. You don't need to throw <laughs> bowls at each other anymore. <laughs> you got to do the fist. Got to do the fist bump. You can't. You can't be hugging folk and whatnot. Now, even though yeah. the lady looks so nice and all that stuff, want to hug? No, no. Got to do the fist bump. Fist bump only. Yeah, let me holler at you. How you gonna holler at somebody with that mask on though? Yeah, you got the beautiful eyes, uh, and then they might take the um the mask down. And you did. They need like uh, you can put the mask back up. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you come across a person that you thought looks handsome or looked beautiful with that mask mm-hmm. on. Well, it's a whole different story when they put the mask down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once yeah. they play that future mask off, everybody take that mask off, and uh, yeah, it's a different story. <laughs> uh, is future going to do a new song about that? <laughs> mask on, mask on. Man. That would be the remix to Mask Off. For real, for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it's been crazy, man. Uh, and everybody's been talking about coming to America. Man, thirty something years yeah, in the mix, making. Mixed mix, mix views, mixed yes, views it on it. It's mixed views. I think man. people thought I, it was going to be a Black Panther. You know, because now I, it's going I, back. I, I, now I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Yeah, you know. You now, know, from was, my understanding, though, most of the film. Went it, it went back to Africa, so it was like Africa and then back to America and then back to Africa. I'm I'm confused. Well, here's the thing: you gotta understand this. It is called coming to America uh-huh. too. So you know you got to start off where it originated in Africa, and then um, you know come to America. I'm not I'm not giving out like how they do on social media, just giving out all the daggone info. I'm like, can someone just enjoy it without giving out all the Stuff going on and mm-hmm. and and going back to Africa, I guess. I mean, that's what I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still in searching, looking at it and whatnot. But that's basically the theme, you know. Using uh, most of the original cast on there, some of them have passed and whatnot. So I'm like, Since the I'm movie. glad it's back uh-huh. and it's a sequel. And um, I wouldn't say it's too long. It happens when it happens. I mean. Yeah. Like Bad Boys Three, it happened when it happened. You know, we ain't expecting to be that long, but it happened. Yeah, man. So, okay. Yeah, man. But I, I haven't checked it out, but I will check it out. Like you said, it was some. No, don't spoil reviews. it though. Don't don't put it on social media and spoil it. Yeah, yeah I I never do that. And you never do that. I, I but never some do that. Just gotta put it on there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've seen people say that Wesley Snipes did a hell of a job on right. there. That makes me want to even watch it even more because ever since grade school, people have been comparing me to Wesley Snipes. Really? Yeah. Because of my big mm-hmm. lips and, and, you know, the dark skin and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Not yeah, the size, can, right? Not, not, not the size. I, I, don't have, <laughs> I, I don't have the Wesley Snipes physique, but <laughs> people have been calling me Nino Brown ever since grade school. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, gotcha, Nino gotcha. Brown to Blade. Yeah, I've been called. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It is what okay. it is. But yeah, I couldn't get all the women, but yeah, you want to still compare me to Wesley Snipes. So uh, that's, mm. Mm-hmm. that's interesting. Well, you man. pay your taxes, though. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 now, I pay my taxes. Thank you for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. 
All right, yeah. let's. All right, it's the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Hey, we got some special guests on the podcast this morning, DJ Roller Man, and I cannot wait to dive right into this topic, man. Uh, cancel culture. We haven't really been talking a lot about it on the morning mm. show, uh, but cancel culture has become a very, very serious thing uh, in the media, in society. Just everywhere, you know, everywhere you turn around the corner, when you go on social media, you turn on the news, you listen on the radio and stuff. Somebody's being canceled. Somebody's getting that X. And we have some people that want to share their perspectives and opinions about this whole cancel culture thing. Uh, but we're going to also tie it in with forgiveness. Because cancel culture and forgiveness are two different things. Yeah, and the thing about it is, um, and I, one of our guests will definitely um, enlighten on what I'm about to say, is that if you're considered as a Christian, you're supposed to know how to forgive anyway. That's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. But then some people might say, well, uh, they have other um, alternatives and whatnot to make you like, should I really? You know, you could just say, I'll forgive you, but I ain't going to forget about what you did, though. So they'll flip it up like that. All right. So let's hear what they have to say. But let's go ahead and introduce our guests for the morning show. Uh, First and foremost, I want to bring this woman to the forefront. I came across paths at WAOK a couple of years ago as a special guest to the Love and Relationship show uh, with Joyce Littell a couple of years ago and she's a, a very interesting person man I follow her on social media speaking of social media she is a author she is an entrepreneur and she's going to talk more about herself we have Tori Lynn on the Beat Break Morning Show the Beat Break Podcast good morning Tori how are you doing good morning I'm good how are you I'm doing good I'm doing good I am so glad to see you again, but on this particular platform, uh, you know, we we met in paths uh, in, in crossing a couple of years ago at WLK when I was producing Love and Relationships show. Uh, we're not going to talk about what you did off camera because I still remember to this very day what you did off camera, unless you want to share to your listening audience exactly what you did. Off camera? Yes. Hmm. I'm curious on that one. <laughs> I, I don't think we're gonna share. She got that look like I don't remember, but <laughs> I'm not gonna share that one. You can tell us off the air, then. <laughs> I'm not gonna share that. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna <laughs> but no, she she's very funny. Well, she's you. she's very funny, uh, and got a lot of great things to say. But uh, talk to the people. Tell a little bit about yourself, Tori Lynn. Well, now I'm scared. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I am um, an author and a speaker, and now I am a relationship coach and also um, a bounce back back coach for people that's been through divorce and been through uh, betrayal and heartache and um, actually people that has to bounce back but also have to get to relearn themselves and forgive themselves for a mistake that they made that even got them in a situation in the first place. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm working on right now. Also, um, I'm finishing my script uh, for when Tommy Ford and I were working on my trailer and we were filling in gaps so that we could do a, make it into an, a film. And, you know, months later he had passed away and I kind of put it to the side, not kind of, I just, I, I dropped it all together. 
So um, I just recently decided to pick it back up. So I'll, I'll be working on that next. Nice, nice. That's a hand clap for that. Uh, you, you, I guess, yeah, that's a hand clap. I, I love it when people are doing multiple things uh, in the same space and, and it's something that you love to do. By the way, folks, she was doing the running man off camera on love and relationships. She don't remember that, but I do. I was playing a song. I was playing like an up-tempo hip-hop R&B song and she was doing the running man. She don't remember that, but that's what she did off camera. All right. Yeah, that, that, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. But we we appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the morning show, ladies and gentlemen. And also uh, joining with us, he is a man of many things. Uh, he is, of course, in the uh, ministry, but at the same time, he's part of the millennial generation. Uh, and I'm so glad that we have him on the show because, you know, as it pertains to cancel culture, uh, millennials, as well as the generation C's, they really take heed into this particular culture that we are in right now. Uh, he goes by AD, but we also call him Adrian Davis. Good morning, show. AD, what's good, man? What's up, my guy? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. I like the backdrop, by the way. Your backdrop looks cleaner than my my backdrop. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Man, listen, man, when you, you know, man, you've been in this pandemic, you've been, uh, everything's been virtual, man. I just, you know, it, I, I just keep it set up. I, and so when it's time to go, it's time to go. Okay. Yep. We're, we're yeah. all in go mode, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. That's it, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, appreciate you, AD, for stopping by, coming through, man. Can't wait to get into this topic. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we also have a, another special guest on the morning show. Uh, she is a prophetess, which I didn't even know because she's a family member of mine. And I didn't know that she was in the ministry, uh, DJ Roland, like that. Uh, but I remember her as a fashion model, if I'm not mistaken. If my memory serves me correctly, I, I saw a picture of her on a magazine cover. It, it was a magazine cover that I saw on a living room table. And, and a family member told me, hey, that's your cousin. I was like, oh, really? Okay, wow, I'm learning new things every day. Uh, but she is a prophetess, and she is here to weigh in on the conversation. Uh, she goes by Prophetess Buffy Wilson. <laughs> Buffy. Prophetess Buffy. We can call you Prophetess. We can call you Prophetess Buffy. No, just call me Buffy, actually, because I'm on Zoom so much and, you know, doing ministry things. I meant to actually take the title off for, you know, this platform, okay. but I wasn't thinking. So forgive me for that, because I usually you know, I don't have to use it. It's just when I'm doing a lot of ministry things on Zoom. But uh -huh. anyway, Buffy is fine. Thank you for <laughs> having me. I sure appreciate it, cuz. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, and I promise, cousin, I will be on my best behavior. I promise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we're going to make this a family affair like we always do. Absolutely. Absolutely, mm -hmm. man. All right. So let's get into it. Cancel culture. Uh, the topic is the art of forgiveness in mm -hmm. a cancel culture society. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Tori Lynn. I'm going to ask you this question. What is cancel culture? <laughs> I, I, was, I, was I don't know either. I, was, I don't know I either. You wouldn't go to me first. 
Uh, uh, hey, ladies first. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go to Adrian. I'm gonna go to Adrian Davis. Um, um sure. for this one, uh, cancel culture. <laughs> you know, we. Hey, hey, I know. Hey, you know what, Tori? Listen, Tori. When I hear people talk about cancel culture, I'd be like, dude, I give them the same answer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like somebody asked me, hey, did you hear about this person getting canceled? I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Right. That's why we're here. We're here to talk about it. Adrian Davis, what is cancel culture? Well, I I think um cancel culture, man, is just where people look for the flaws in other people to write them off as if uh we they needed our endorsement, our support to be where they are in the first place. So we look for things to be wrong. We look for them to not be right or find the issue within uh, things that they say or things that they do, whether that be present or past, because we're seeing now that uh, people's past are coming back up and things that they've chosen to tweet years ago or post years ago. And we look mm. for a reason to counsel them. So it was like, okay, you know, they did this. So it's like, we're just, it's a culture of people that just look for somebody to cancel, um, to write off as it, you know, like, Oh, we're no longer supporting them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and Buffy, what is cancel culture mm-hmm. to you? T- Oh, I'm sorry. Go. You know, that's just a, a you know, ditto what he said. Um, just a reason to kind of like push someone, you know, to the back to just get rid of them, to cancel them out for their thought, their deed, you know, past, present, even future, if they can. You know, they're always trying to find something. Um, our generation has gotten so sensitive now. And so now people are trying to find reasons to, you know, cancel someone, especially for something they've done in their past. Now, if you're presently walking and doing some of the things that your past has brought up, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're presently, then, you know, there may be some reason. But um, if it's past behavior, um, you know, some people are being ostracized for things that they did years ago when they were young, you know, walking in ignorance, you know, um, just doing things just because somebody else was doing it. I can say probably many of us did that, you know, mm-hmm. um, because of peer pressure, because of the crowd. And you just did something dumb. You said something dumb, you know. And so this cancel culture has just almost gotten out of hand at this point, you know. It's just a sensitive, everybody's sensitive now. Nobody has thick skin anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's where that cancel culture has come from. Because this generation is not, you know, not to have that thick skin like we used to. Yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot of it comes from, of course, social media. We were talking a little bit about it offline, about the power in social media. When you go online and you pull something up from the past, whether it's a YouTube video or uh, some form of audio and you put it out there and you hear something that you don't like, you automatically cancel them. But it could be something from years and years ago. It could be something from five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I, I want to play an excerpt and we'll get back into the discussion. I want to play an excerpt from Bill Maher, uh, who is a late night talk show host. And uh, he's, of course, no stranger to controversy. And, you know, he currently has a show called Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO. And he talks about cancel culture. 
So I want us just to take a few moments to listen to the excerpt. I'm going to play it during the podcast and then we'll come back and talk about it and find out if you agree or disagree with some of the things that Bill Maher said in this excerpt. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Bill Maher's take on cancel culture, courtesy of HBO Real Time with Bill Maher. Let's take a listen. Liberals need a stand your ground law for cancel culture so that when the woke mob comes after you for some ridiculous offense, you'll stand your ground. Stop apologizing. I can't keep up anymore with who's on the shit list. (laughs) Now, lately, Republicans have been trying to appropriate the term cancel culture to describe what happens to them when they get a just comeuppance for actual crimes. And this muddying the water is unfortunate because cancel culture is real, it's insane, and it's growing exponentially, and it's coming to a neighborhood near you. If you think it's just for celebrities, no. In an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. It's like we're all trapped in the hills have eyes and Wi-Fi. <laughs> Take Mr. Emmanuel Cafferty. He is, was, a San Diego gas and electric worker, but he got fired because someone reported him making a white supremacist hand gesture outside the window of his truck. But he's not a white supremacist, he's Latino. And he wasn't making a hand gesture, he was probably just flicking a booger. <laughs> Is this really who we want to become? A society of phony, clenched asshole avatars? walking on eggshells, always looking over your shoulder about getting ratted out for something that actually has nothing to do with your character or morals. Think about everything you've ever texted, emailed, searched for, tweeted, blogged, or said in passing, or now even just witnessed. Someone had a Confederate flag in their dorm room in 1990 and you didn't do anything? You laughed at a Woody Allen movie? (laughs) Andy Warhol was wrong. In the future, everyone will not experience 15 minutes of fame, but 15 minutes of shame. And 62% of Americans say they have opinions they're afraid to share. 80% of Americans, young, old, rich, poor, conservative, liberal, white, minority, all hate the current atmosphere of hypersensitivity. Yeah, everybody hates it, and no one stands up to it. Because it's always the safe thing to swallow what you really think and just join the mob. So if someone asks you if Justin Timberlake owes Britney Spears an apology for not being a perfect boyfriend when they were teenagers, just say yes. Easy, as Justin did issuing an abject apology and then vowing to return sexy back to where he found it. (laughs) Now, you, you may be asking, why are we even talking about this now? Well, the New York Times did a documentary about Britney Spears. Really, the New York Times. What do you see the searing expose they have coming up on pebbles? Anyway, in it, we find out that teenage Justin hadn't become a perfect person yet. And when asked if he had sex with the girl whose big hit was called I'm a Slave for You, said yes. What a cat. 
Although I truly believe any guy willing to wear matching outfits can't be all bad. It's the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast, Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies. Make sure you follow us on all your social media at Beat Break Radio, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Beat Break Radio. We got our special guests in the studio with us right here on the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Uh, Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and we are back live, ladies and gentlemen, coming from that excerpt. Uh, DJ Rollum. Sean yes. Garvey and our guest prophetess Buffy or in other words Buffy uh, AD Adrian Davis and Tori Lynn is on the live line with us just got done playing a little bit of the Bill Maher assessment if you will of his take on cancel culture and you heard him mention some names like Justin Timberlake he didn't mention everybody from the industry or from the entertainment world but of course, people like Justin Timberlake has been in the news lately ever since he made that public apology on Instagram uh, concerning Britney Spears and even Janet Jackson, whose name wasn't even mentioned in that assessment there. But um, I'm assuming everyone I only and by the way, uh, folks, I only played three minutes and some change of the excerpt. The excerpt is actually six minutes and some change. So there was some points that Bill Maher made in that assessment, um, some valid points and maybe some things in that assessment that may have rubbed you the wrong way, uh, especially with a term that he used during the assessment in which we'll get into in just a few moments. But uh, AD, I'm going to go over to you, AD, uh, first and foremost. Uh, did you hear the assessment in its entirety from Bill Maher? And if so, what do you think in general? Do you agree or do you disagree with Bill Maher's assessment on cancel culture? Well, I, I listened to Bill Maher's assessment. Um, certain aspects I do agree with. Uh, certain ones I, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of don't. But I, but, but I will say this, you know, even when he was referring back to the Justin Timberlake situation, you know, it's just like, you know, why, why does Justin Timberlake have to come out and apologize for what, like not being a good boyfriend when they were a teenager? It, like, like, like that type right. of stuff. I mean, dude, like the reality of it is we did dumb stuff a year ago, a year ago, fam. <laughs> like we're talking about when he was a teenager, like just because, just because he was in the limelight, it's just, you know, it's just certain things. And that's the reason why I, I, I'm like, you know, certain aspects I definitely agree with. I don't think that we owe the world a, the uh, a explanation of us growing up and, you know, our, our, our being a kid or being an immature adult just because um, we're in the limelight or people are watching. You know, some of us just have the privilege to make dumb decisions and dumb mistakes without cameras rolling. And some of us, you know, make them and the cameras are catching it. So, I mean, like, I, I kind of look at my own life. I mean, like, and, and, and that's the reason why I kind of, you know, the, the whole council culture aspect, because, you know, I'm not necessarily with it because I feel like if, if I had cameras and, and people looking at me, you know, since I was 16, 15, 
how much dumb stuff would they have caught that now being a middle-aged 30 year old man, you know what I'm saying? Like middle thirties, uh, you know, who that I would be apologizing for today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it's just crazy to be, you know, so like, so that's why like certain aspects, I agree, certain aspects I don't, but I'm, I am glad that he, that he's chosen to utilize the platform to kind of give some language to it and say, yo, like, he doesn't owe us that, you know, but I, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. I feel like it's crazy. Well, I got to take on that and then we'll get to Buffy and Tori. Now with Justin Mm -hmm. Timberlake, well, first, I don't think Justin Timberlake should have not been canceled. Actually, a lot of people have canceled him or a, a certain good amount of people had canceled him since that NFL halftime performance with Janet Jackson years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody was on Janet Jackson's side when that whole situation went down during the halftime. I still sure. don't think that he should have been canceled. Everybody has, I mean, it's a lot of finger pointing that should have been made in that right? performance. Yeah. But the, was- reason, but the thing, the reason why, I, I, and, and it's kind of somewhat defending JT in a way. The reason mm-hmm. why he made that public apology on IG was because ABC recently released a hour, maybe a two hour special on Britney Spears. Right now, for those that don't know, Britney Spears is in some form of conservatory mm-hmm. uh, where she is, and I hate to use the word control. But she has people behind her, especially her dad, that manages the money that she makes off of performances, tours, album sales, that sort of thing. So she's in some form of bondage right now. And a a lot of people are calling for her release to come out of that conservatory. And I think what happened was Justin Timberlake, because we, you know, we all grow as a human being and it may take us years to apologize to somebody where we feel like years ago, we feel like we weren't in the wrong back then. But then now, 15, 20 years ago, we kind of have like a different perspective on things. We show mm-hmm. we show some type of um, what's the word remorse for those that we should have had a conversation with to get some type of closure or what have you. But besides all of that, I think Justin Timberlake was just in that moment where he saw that and was like, wow, you know what? I did some messed up stuff. I need to apologize and make it right. And I think uh, Justin going into it, yeah, some will say he should have went into it in a different way, but you know, everything is social media nowadays. Uh, and I think what Justin was trying to do was just be apologetic to something he should have done years ago. We don't know all the details and the facts of, of what right, happened. Right. But at the same time, I think he was just trying to, um, you know, not be only sincere, but not be a part of this cancel culture that we're still in and not lose his fans at the same time. It doesn't have anything to do with an upcoming movie that he just got done doing or anything <laughs> like that or album sales and yeah. stuff like that. Even though we live in a culture where people assume that, Oh, he's doing this or she's doing that because they got an album coming up or they got game. a movie coming up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think right. at the same time, I think Justin was just being human. I mean, what do you, what do you say? I see you shaking your head. You going up and down and left and right. Buffy, what, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> 
No, without you know, when I had saw his apology, you know, one of the things I thought about was maybe he was apologizing because he thought maybe he contributed to Britney Spears' craziness back in that day. You know, when she was really off balance. I think she was like substance abuse. You know, her mental breakdown. You know, maybe he felt like you know whatever went on in their relationship was part of her mental breakdown. So you know, and that caused you know everything to kind of like downhill spiral, and mm-hmm. her father ended up having to. You know, over her state, whatever the case may be. So maybe that's why he gave the apology. But I truly believe he should have done that personally. I think that should have been a sincere, Mm -hmm. heartfelt, personal apology that I'm sure he probably could have got her number from somebody if he doesn't have it anymore and maybe met up with her, her boyfriend, whoever she has in her life, her husband, whoever it is, and a couple of people maybe immediately say, hey, listen, I am truly sorry for however I contributed to your heartbreak, your mental breakdown. I think, you know, sometimes we, maybe he has done that, I don't know, but um, or maybe I, I he had tried think, to know, do it. Maybe he tried to do it, not to cut you off, Buffy, but maybe he tried yeah. to do it and couldn't do it because Brittany is in conservatory. So also, meaning with the conservatory, you, you it's only certain people you can't talk to. Maybe. You're right. You're right. You're, 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 you're probably right. You know, maybe he should have sent her a letter or whatever. But I think maybe if he was going to do it publicly, maybe he should have, you know, maybe a little bit more detail. Like I'm saying, hey, Brittany. You know, I'm not able to contact you, but I'm doing this publicly because our relationship was public. And I know I didn't do things right back then. So, hey, here's my public apology. You know, I really personally didn't think I don't really follow people like that, you know, or whatever. But I did, you know, see it on on TV and everything. So I was just like, you know, whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, me personally, whatever. But, you know, that's the society. That's the, the, the time that we're living in, you know. Um, people they get on Instagram, they get on whatever Facebook, whatever their social media platform is, and they're quite outspoken mm. on social media, and they're going about their business. Um, even the thing with Janet Jackson, that was a wardrobe malfunction. But you know, I understand that Justin was young back then. He probably had people who were telling him, "Listen, don't say anything, stay behind the scenes," because he didn't speak up for her. He didn't say anything really honestly back then and janet took all the heat for it she took and you know they canceled her out she couldn't perform you know any longer they didn't want her back on the stage she took the heat Mm. for it but i understand he was also young and he probably had a lot of people in his ear saying listen don't respond to that you know stay behind the scenes you want to keep your you know your reputation clean just don't say anything you know sometimes you know stars and different ones who are in that arena, they have a lot of people talking in their ear. You know, they have a lot of people, you know, who are telling them different things. And he probably just listened to whoever was giving him advice. And he couldn't say anything back then. We don't know, you know. We're on the outside looking in, assuming. Yeah. All right. Tori Lynn, I see you. I see you with your arm. It looks like you got your arms crossed. Like, wait a minute. Hold up. (laughs) Because, you know what, if we all look at what, what we've done, over the years, you know, as I look back over my life and I think things over. So it's just like church. <laughs> I mean, God, you know what I'm saying? But God, right? But God, you know, because if anybody, I mean, if everybody knew like, okay, what did Tori go to jail for? You know, or I mean, I'm saying anything. I mean, you know, something I did 10 years ago, something I did 20 years ago. 
You know, something I did in high school. I was a, a, a whole mess in high school. I was molested very early. So I was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to punish everybody, you know? And I can laugh about that. You know, so I can laugh about it. I can make jokes of it. And I wrote a book about it on Taboo. I wrote about the effects of being molested. So if I go into um, uh, the things that I've done, who in the world would I be able to minister, talk to, coach? You know, I wouldn't be able to talk to anybody. I, I may as well go and hide because without the, the I would, and I'm not, not trying to go spiritual, but I'm saying David was a man after God's own heart. He had his own man killed because he got his wife pregnant. What? Why do we have to apologize for things that we did back in the day versus what we're doing now? You know, I just, I, that's, you know, that's probably why I went, you know, I have a little bit of AD, you know, HD, so, like that, so that's probably why I was looking like, oh, like, oh my God, <laughs> what in the world would come up, you know, if somebody was like, you know what, you need to apologize for about this. Really? No, I, I just, let's just move forward. Because now, what this has done, this has brought up, uh, because I didn't, I didn't, you know, until you sent me the link, I didn't see uh, what's going on with Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears right now. So if, if you know, so now this has brought something up about back in the day. So now I got to go Google what happened back in the day right. when we have moved forward. The clock continued right. to, to tick. The seasons continue to change. We have forgotten about it. And now we have social media that help with ADHD and ADD. It's like that. As soon as the next post come up, we've forgotten about what we just read about 30 minutes ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but when you hear these people, and this is a question for you, AD, when you hear these people getting canceled and this person or that person or this particular source brings up something about this particular celebrity from five, 10 years ago, does that cause you to look at them differently? Look at who differently? The celebrity. Honestly, no. Honestly, I, I, I think, I think if anything, it caused me to look at the person that brought it up differently. Come on now. Because for me, for me, like who, 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 why? Who am I to dig up what somebody? And then the 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 honest side of it is who am I to dig up what I perceive to be them operating wrong. That's a, that's, that just means that they, they didn't live up to something that I deem to be right or to be wrong. It doesn't mean that it was right or wrong on either side. It just means that from my perception, I said, yo, this is, this is wrong or this is not right or whatever the case is. But I'm looking at who, who, who brought it up. You know, I think that, um, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to look at the celebrity or whoever from a different lens and look at them like, Oh, they so messed up or how in the world could they do that? Or whatever the case is like it, it, you know, like with the whole Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears thing. I mean, I, I, you know, I celebrate the fact that he apologized, but to me, he had, he didn't have to do that. Like, we, we we have all we have all aided if, if somebody's honest and anybody that we dated in a relationship that did not work, somebody that could say you did me wrong. 
Like, yeah, you, right, right. We may be a victim in one situation, but we've probably been a victimizer in another. So, right. so if we're honest, we can all look at it and be like, yo, like this was done wrong. I should have did this right. Or somebody could have a narrative to say whatever. And he just came out and was like, yo, you know, maybe I did play a part in that. I apologize, whatever the case is. But he didn't owe that to anybody to be honest. And, you know, yeah, we hate where Britney Spears is, but also at the same time, he didn't owe Britney that. He didn't. Right. right. He didn't owe Britney that. Like, you, you, you in a whole relationship. Both, both, right. both people play a part in the demise of a relationship. It ain't just yeah. one-sided. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just feel like, I, I just feel like we look for a reason to write people off. We look for a reason to to bring up people's dirt. We look for a reason to bring up people's past. We look for a reason to whatever. And it, it's just like, man, come on, man. Like, let's, let's just be honest. Say, yo, we all, we, we all messed up. We all out here trying to do better and, and learn and learn from mistakes and whatever the case is, man, and just move on. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to take it to DJ Rollum, DJ Rollum, professional DJ, you know to play a lot of celebrity music, artists in the industry, and you hear it all the time, DJ Rollum. This particular artist, that particular artist did something in the past. They did this. Uh, what do you say? Do you still keep playing their music, even though this is someone who did something recently or in the past and has been canceled, according to the online blogger or the person who is on the computer, on the laptop? somewhere saying hey this person did this last week or this person did this yesterday or two years ago let's say you are you going to still play their music at a party or at an event it, it depends on depends on what what was done it all depends on what was done uh that particular we was just going we was about to get into that we were just about to yeah, dig yeah. into that <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i mean with, with that um like I don't like what he did, but I'm not going to get into his personal life when I'm listening to a song. And and because the song, when we were listening to it before all the stuff really came out, because it came out before, but it really came out, what, what, what did we do? We enjoyed it. We danced to it and all we that did. stuff. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, on a couple of mixes I've done um, within the last year, I, I, I put them on there. I ain't put them on there for a long time. But I put it on there because guess what? If it, it, it was with the groove of the of the mix, it was uh, the, a good the lyrics that he said and it kept me moving and all that. So I'm like that. It, it all depends. It all depends on what you did. Like they even try to cancel out Michael Jackson before, before he died with all that cases about him touching kids and whatnot. Child molestation, right? That. Yeah. You know. So I'm like, the man's not here. He can't defend himself. And some, you know, they HBO did a um, uh, something on about those accusers as grown men now, um, saying he did this and did that. But I'm like, you know, it all depends. You know, uh, who should we cancel and whatnot? It's it, it all depends on what they did and how recent it was and, mm-hmm. and all that. Talking about Justin Timberlake and what he did as a teenager. That's what fifteen plus years ago. So should we really discuss that? Is that really newsworthy? Okay. You know, R. Kelly hasn't gone through the through the trial yet because of the COVID. So what are we going to do when the case starts and whatnot? Are we going to 
still do what we're doing now. Uh, uh, play a song every now and then, or or to cut him out completely because he did what he did. He's been convicted and whatnot. That, that's, Who knows? That's so, a good question. Let's 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 talk about that for a moment. I want to go back to something that Bill Maher also said in his assessment. R. Kelly, artists like R. Kelly, or just R. Kelly by himself. The evidence is put out there. Yeah, he didn't go to trial and everything, but we've been following this saga for years ever since the sex tape, or even beyond the sex tape, with his mm-hmm. involvement with Aaliyah a long time mm-hmm. ago. And then we hear the whole campaign, Mute R. Kelly, right? We hear Mute R. Kelly. Is that too also a part of cancel culture let's say you buffy is that also a part of cancel culture mute r kelly that's that is a part of cancel culture um we we i remember back in when i my days when i was out there clubbing i was i was rocking to r kelly like that was the thing we all were we, I mean, yeah. you know, we heard that R. Kelly would, had married Aaliyah. She was 15. I don't think back then everybody was like, we don't care. You know, <laughs> we was having a good time. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I was young back then. But I think now people now are just thinking about righting the wrongs. This thing now. Let's right the wrongs. You know, um, Bill Cosby. You hear people saying... Mm. We knew, we heard about him mm. dropping Quaaludes and doing all this crazy stuff. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's got a conscience now. You know, everybody's trying to right, right the wrongs of somebody, you know, th- what they've done. And so I think now, you know, that R. Kelly thing is kind of crazy. As I watched, as I watched Surviving R. Kelly and all those things, mm-hmm. you know, I hate... You know, some of the things that the, a lot of everything that the girls went through, you know, they went through some stuff. R. Kelly, you know, seemed like he manipulated and all that stuff. Hey, he brainwashed, whatever. But I, you know, when I look at it, it's just like, whose fault is it really? You know, I don't think he was holding them captive like he had them tied up in a room. You know, from what I perceived, the way I saw it, a couple of girls said they walked away. So apparently there was some open door for them to actually walk out of the situation and walk out of the relationship that they were in with him. So my thing was, you know, were you being held against your will? That's one thing. But if you're staying because this is what you, you you know, you're doing, then, you know, sometimes we got to kind of think about it's kind of like a weighty issue. I don't, you know, I don't know. I just pray for him because apparently he's dealing with some, you know, some demons there. He's got some stuff. That's really got him bound, you know. And, and all I can do is just really pray for him. I can't condemn him, but I gotta pray for him. But yeah, absolutely. Like you, so you can pray for somebody, but you at the same time you can cancel them. Is, is that what you can? Wow. Okay. You, you can because I think I think every situation is different. Every situation is different. It's just like. um if you cancel someone from what they did 10 or 15 years ago, they might not be the same person. But if you if you cancel me for something that I'm actively into and I've been doing, I've been practicing, it has been a lifestyle for years and years and maybe somebody has brought it out and they find out that I'm really this crazy, narcissistic, off the chain, doing some heavy duty stuff and I'm participating in a certain lifestyle that is not, you know, that, you know, 
that shouldn't be done, then yeah, I think you know we have a right to cancel people like that. We we have that right if they're actually living a certain type of lifestyle that they shouldn't be. We see athletes and all kinds of people all the time who are doing things and they lose endorsements. They lose endorsements for things for lifestyles and things that they do. Um, things that they've gotten themselves into and they've lost endorsements because they have to carry a certain, you know, a standard for the company. And if you if you don't carry that standard, if you don't live that standard out, you lose your endorsement. So that's the consequences that everybody wants to be a star, but there's responsibility and accountability with being a star. And that's the part we don't want. We want the money, we want the fame, but we don't want the responsibility that comes with being in the public eye. Mm. Please say I'm that to the young, to the young rappers. Please say that to the young rappers out there, because I'm like, man, if these young rappers just keep blowing money and not investing it and whatnot, I'm like, uh, it's just so many come to mind and whatnot. And then uh, there's always some type, now you say all of them, but there's a few types. I always got that drug paraphernalia going on with them mm-hmm. and whatnot to keep that style and all that stuff to keep that hidden, just in case something slides through. I'm like, come on, come on, leave, leave it alone. I think that right now with uh, with if if any type of cancel culture that we need to be canceled right now, <laughs> it didn't happen because Donald Trump can 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 run in 2024. Yeah. So if we should be counseling anybody, let's talk about what happened just last month. Right. You know, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Let's just bring it on home. So yeah. that's my thing is, you know, if we go counsel culture, let's do let's do the stuff that's happening right now. Because right. this is the stuff that's affecting us right now. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, let's think about this pandemic and how many people are dying mm-hmm. right now because of something that was invented in 2019 and we didn't hear about it till March and everybody already sick by now. You know, so... <laughs> right. You know, come on now. Let's 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 bring it on home. Let's not deal with stuff that happened ten or fifteen years ago. Right now, we got people mm-hmm. dying right Thank you. now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I think I think another part, man, just to chime into it, I, you know, and and it's a question that I kind of you know wrote down because you know we brought up you know R. Kelly, uh, brought up uh, Bill Cosby, you know, um, what and to me the consistent trend, and I know. Uh, uh, Bill Maher, you know, touched on it, but I, I, I think the, the the trend is that majority of the time when when culture is counseled is always the black culture. Mm. It's always the black artist. Oh, that part. It's always, it's always, it's always the, the African Americans. We we are the ones that control who gets canceled. That's very true. Like mm-hmm. so, so where's that? Where's that same where's that same council culture when you know when our Caucasian counterparts are doing what we consider heinous or whatever the case is and you know like are they are they truly canceled? Mm. And I think I think it's wow. us working against us. Mm. Now now Buffy, we talked about this a few days ago prior we to sure this because because you brought up an artist happens to be a country singer. He's not That's black. Right. He he's white. I, I, the name escapes me at the moment, but he made a racist remark or used the N word. And there he was, and the then N-word. after that, right, and then after that, there was reports saying that radio stations stopped playing his music. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, sure. sure. Did. It, so to AD's point, it it centers the cancel culture thing seems to center around people of color or or black people, but it can also affect the Caucasian people as well. Maybe not on a higher level as black mm-hmm. people, but even our Caucasian counterparts uh, can also be a target of cancel culture. Let's say you. And, yeah, and Morgan, yeah. Morgan Wallen. That was his name. That's his name. Wallen. Okay. Thank you. And, 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 and here's the thing. I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying that they, that they aren't. I, of course, I'm going to hear more about the black culture because I'm, I'm a black man. Right. So maybe it's just what I pay attention to and what I put, put, put my attention towards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every time I hear about council culture or whatever the case is, um, you know, cause like we are the ones to counsel and write off certain people because they do certain things. We know, we know actors, actresses that have been blackballed. We know, uh, uh, directors and, people in music that have been blackballed. We know, you know, because, because we, we infiltrate the culture so much. So if we say that this person is canceled, but when we look at the, our Caucasian counterparts, they may be canceled for a moment. Let's look at Charlie Sheen, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, they may be canceled for a moment, but then they write back to work. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's just, it, you know, you know, it is in our eyes, you know, my question is in our eyes, are certain things just unforgivable that we just like, you know what, like I'm going to hold this, I'm going to hold this person to this place for as long as I possibly can or until they die. And then we try to say how well they were, how amazing they were. But Pastor AD, this man, he used the N word, but he was calling his own Caucasian friends the N word. I mean, it wasn't like he was calling another black man, you know, a nigga, but yeah. he was calling his friends, which was caught on a, a camera. Uh, uh, what what is it? What's the camera out there they use? Um, you know, a little doorbell camera, whatever. Oh yeah, like the and, ring camera. Yeah, like the ring, the ring camera. And he was calling his friends because he was out there drinking. They walked away. It was like I see y'all ends later. And he said, I mean, it wasn't like he was calling another black man. And my my case in point to Sean was, it's like you know. A lot of our people, African Americans, rappers and all, we, you know, they we say that in our music. You know, they use that in their music in a lot of little rap music. You know, and that listen, let's be honest, it's more Caucasians, you know, patronizing rap music just as it is blacks. So it's popular to them to be in the car. I, I can be going down the street, pull up somebody in the car, and they'd be just as white as I don't know what, but they'd yeah. be bumping to the rap music. And they they don't see it as a problem. Yeah. You know, it's they, we popularized it. So it's like, okay, are we going to be offended by it? Or what, what, what? Oh, he can't call me a nigga, but I can call, you know, my brother, my sister, you know. It doesn't make any sense. So I really don't understand why they canceled him because he wasn't saying it. To a uh, to a black man or a black woman, he was saying it to his friends who mm-hmm. were Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, and I mean, I, I think this this conversation could really go because I, yes. I really because I I think that a lot of times, and now this oh lord, this is 
there's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on now. We, we almost come into on. the second hour. We're almost into the second I, hour of the podcast. I, I, Let's I, do so, it. <laughs> so, because, because here is, here is what I believe. I believe, I believe we want to be, I believe we want to be separate when we want to be separate. I believe we want to be equal when we want to be equal. And we don't know when we want to be what. I agree. You said yeah. it. I totally you agree. Said yeah, and, you said it. And I'm a, I'm a black man. I am mm-hmm. a black man. I love being a black man. I'm an educated black man. I'm the most feared individual on this planet. We are as black yes. men, educated black men. We're the most feared people. You talking about a, a lion? No. We are the most feared person on this planet. Once a black man knows who he is, it changes the trajectory of everything. Now, with that being said, once he know who he is, bingo. Once he know who he is, it changes everything. But with that being said, I just think we pick and choose when it's most advantageous for us to mm-hmm. pull a black car and to pull when we want to call racist racist and when we want to do mm-hmm. this and do this. Because my thing is, if 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 I'm a black man and I got a white friend and I call him a nigga, then he got every right to call me a nigga too. Mm. I've made I've made it okay for him. We made it a language of, of of whatever. So my thing is, so my thing is, we we want to be included. We want to be included, and I get it. You know, like a lot of people ain't gonna like that, and people gonna say whatever about me. I, I don't care. But at the end of the day. We have to stand on the grounds of what we want to be called and what we want mm-hmm. to deem as uh, if we're talking about canceling people. Like the reason why we don't know that, you know, oh, we should cancel them or, sh- or should we not? Because we vacillate on what's important to us and what we're going to hold as a standard for us as a culture. Mm. That's good. Yeah. We don't know. We, we dictate. So in other words, we dictate who we should cancel and who we should not cancel. Uh, which is a form of hypocrisy and i was telling my cousin buffy a few days ago that cancel culture can to some degree look as a form of hypocrisy like we're canceling we're canceling this person online their celebrity and he or she has done something stupid in the past but as civilians as everyday people or your regular average joe we could be doing stupid stuff just as much as them or even 10 times more so it's like we've been we've been so socially engineered for 40 50 60 years however far you want to go back to put these celebrities on a pedestal thinking that oh they got to be perfect all the time they can't do no wrong but then when something happens whether they said something in the past or most recently or done something it's like oh wait a minute hold up i thought you was the person who couldn't do anything wrong but now you did something and so now we got to cancel you that's just how it goes yeah so yeah Tor- no, I mean, like, yeah, go ahead no no i'm, I'm just saying I, I i definitely agree with you man like i don't you know and, and, and here's the thing here's the thing for me i i feel like i feel like we as a people, because we don't know how we're going to address each other. We don't know how we're going to. And I, you know, now I am on the bus. I, I, I do agree with, you know, like now the popular verbiage is king and queen. Now, I don't like people to king me to death. Like, don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick and tired of it. I mean, I, I, I hear it. I, I appreciate it. But every other word, you don't have to address me as king. I get it. I get it. Thank you. 
Thank you. I know I'm not an N-word. I am a king. I get it. But you ain't got to king me to death. All right? But what I am saying is that I, I do think that the reason why it is so up and down is because we as a people cannot come to grips and agreement of what we deem as, a, as African-Americans across the board as a level of respect and as a line that cannot be crossed. I, I, I just... And and so it sends a message to every other uh, uh, ethnic background to tell mm-hmm. to say they so divided we don't know who who they gonna be right we we confuse them right yep we confuse mm-hmm. them and, and 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 that's the reason why that's the reason why I brought up that like as far as like the whole write off thing or the counseling thing is because I think that we turn against each other so much so like we look mm-hmm. for. We look for the past of an individual, and I know that we started off, you know, talking about Justin Timberlake, and he's not black, but he he's kind of inherited into the African American culture. He plays some black music. He's he's collaborating with some black artists. Joker from Memphis, so we'll call him a ninja. (laughs) 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 We'd be like, "Oh boy, that Nick Kassane boy." You know, (laughs) (laughs) It, it is where we. I don't think that you know. Where, where we turn on each other so much mm. that we look for ways and things to write off. And I'm not trying to right any wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, R. Kelly, what he's done, you know, or what, what whatever he's guilty of. I, 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 I think sometimes, you know, even in that situation, I have an unpopular opinion with that because I do think that there were some parents that were selling out their Selling out their yes, kids for fame. Absolutely. You can't tell me in, in, in any other different. If that dude got an issue, ain't no way in the world I'm sending my daughter. Y- y'all, okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, no. Ain't no way in the world, bro. I, I, I adopted a daughter at the age of 17. When she was 17, I adopted her. At 17, I'm not sending my daughter to R. Kelly. She raps. I'm not sending my daughter to R. Kelly house at 17 without me. Come on, come on, man! Like we ain't on. even going. But a, and, and, and 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 it doesn't excuse it doesn't excuse his issue. Mm-hmm. But mm. if I am aware of a person's issue, for one, that's just that's just funny to me. Period. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, I do think that certain people put their child on the plate of offer for the sake of fame, and it's just it's just advantageous mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you got surviving R. Kelly and then you release an album. At the same time, come on, man. Like we capitalize on somebody else's issue to benefit our pockets because now we want to launch a project or now I'm, mm. I'm, I'm about to do this. So now since I'm doing this, I'm about to, I'm about to tell this story. Mm. Don't forget like, to so mention I it. Think, yeah. Don't forget to mention think, he put out a 10 minute song oh, on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you feel me? The song should be canceled. It should be canceled. Cancel culture. <laughs> 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 So man, I, I just you know, I, dude, I just think man, I just think that we kill. I think we kill ourselves a lot of times, man. I think that we kill um, our potential giants um, in whatever you know area that they're in, like in music industry or you know film industry. Um, you know, we talk about Bill Cosby. You know, we talk about all that stuff. And I wrong is wrong, right? It mm-hmm. is wrong is wrong. But also at the same time. Uh, you know, Bill Cosby, you know, was wrong in things that he did, but, you know, I'm still watching the Cosby show. Right. Same here. 
y'all can, you know, like pe- people can not like me all day long and be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be. Listen, I watched the Cosby Show faithfully and, and Amazon Prime took uh, Cosby Show off for a little while. And then when they put it back, I was so excited. Cause I was like, I'm going, to, and I and I watch it from episode yeah. one to to to, to, to back on whatever, okay. whatever it is, it, you know, because because that was a pinnacle for 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 you know that that was like something I look forward to growing up. So mm-hmm. I watch it now as a euphoria, man. It's it, it's amazing, and to have wholesome shows. You mean to tell me that 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 uh, now our kids just looking up to little Scrappy and to these reality, you know, what I'm saying to the to these reality people. I I, mean, I get it, but also at the same time, man, I just feel like, man, we just kill our own people, man. And again, wrong mm-hmm. is wrong. Yeah, you got to answer for that. You got to do, you know what I'm saying? If you did the crime, you got to do the time. I get all of that. I do. I really, really do. But also at the same time, man, I think we search for stuff to cancel our own people. I do. My question is, why didn't they do something about Bill Cosby back then when he when they knew he was in the act? That's mm-hmm. my thing. When you knew you were, he was in the act, why didn't you try to stop him back then Come when on. he was mm-hmm. doing it? Uh, well, there's, an answer. there's, a, there's an answer for that. Later. There's an answer for that. And I think <sighs> is, and maybe AD and DJ Rollin can attest to this, I, I think it has to do with the open platform, which of course is social media, and nowadays everything is fair game it's free range now it's just the times that we're living in compared to the 90s and 80s when certain things were still taboo nowadays because you have social media you have the free platform to say what you have to say to say what you want to say it's all about the freedom to express what it is that you feel like you have to say more than ever before. Hannibal Burris, the comedian who helped started it all in which of course landed Bill Cosby in prison for the things that he done in the seventies. Um, Hannibal Burris had an open platform uh, and a lot of people gravitate to him, especially his followers on social media. And the person who was at that comedy show taping Hannibal Burris for saying what he said about Bill Cosby to just happen to take it to the next level. So I, I think it's just a free medium that we have nowadays to where back then, back in the eighties and nineties, people were still on that hush hush. Like, Oh, you can't say anything. You can't say anything. Cause this could ruin your career. You can't say this because this type of thing could happen to you. You could get blackballed or whatever, but now you have free range to pretty much say anything and everything about that person that could end up crucifying that person or put that person in jail or in prison or just ruin their career. I just think that it's just the times that we're living in where everything is free now. You're free to say whatever you want. You're free to say whatever is on your mind about that person or about that particular situation. I just look at it like that. I got to say something on this that's been on my mind um, for about 10 minutes or so. Kevin Hart comes to mind with what he said about gay folks years ago. Um, and that's why he couldn't host the um, the, Oscar. the Oscars. Roll them. I'm so glad you went there. And uh, I'm like, he said it. He apologized. And since we, because you were saying that, AD, that we didn't um, exclude, you know, cancel him out. And whatnot, but the white folks was doing. They were looking for us to cancel him out. But he already, we already saw that he uh, apologized. Y'all not, 
going on to apology. You're just going about what he said, even though he apologized for what he said. Since we didn't do canceling out as black folks of Kevin Hart, like all right, all right, okay, all right, he 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 can do it, but you know we're gonna have some restrictions or something like that. Now let me so ask you, looking at us, like you uh-huh. said, AD, for us to cancel folks and whatnot. So I'm like. Man, come on. This is- now, let me let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question though, DJ Roller, and this may be a question for everybody. Now, when you say white people or you know, people that don't look like us or just people in general looking to cancel Kevin Hart out, is it everybody or white people trying to cancel Kevin Hart for saying what he said, or was it the LGBTQ community? White that people. was trying to cancel him out. Yeah, white, they did that to Nick Cannon as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, now, bro, I'm you know um, I'm with DJ Rollum on that man. It was it was it was white people, and 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 the thing is, he apologized, but they wanted him to apologize a certain type of way. Yeah. And and mm. they was like it wasn't enough. And what and then and then taking it even a step further, he turned around because I'm a Kevin Hart fan. I like Kevin Hart. I, I believe I will be working with him sometime soon in, in the film industry. I live in L.A. I came out here to pursue certain things, and I believe I'm going to be working with him. But the thing about it is, because he apologized, and he didn't apologize the way they wanted him to, and we didn't write him off the way they wanted him to, then they, they was like, you got to apologize this way. He didn't agree to it, so then he backed mm-hmm. away, and he turned down uh, because he wasn't going to be – Oh, y'all, y'all don't like the apology that I gave. And the thing of it is, I feel as though, all right, for one, this happened years ago. Uh-huh. This was a uh, this was a set on his comedic stand-up, right? Mm-hmm. And then he then they said the issue wasn't his comedic stand-up. For one, I think comedy is freedom of speech, period. They mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want to. If you don't like it, don't watch it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you know, yeah, exactly. But then but then they were like, oh, well, it, it was because it was on Twitter. So here it is, because he did tweet certain things that later were deleted and they found the tweets that had screenshots of, of the tweets of the joke. So my thing is, wherever you did the offense, then that's where you do the apology. He apologized on Twitter. That should have been it. Right. Let, let me say something. But let me say this about the, the whole thing with Kevin Hart. I feel as though and maybe you disagree. I feel as though it goes back to the LGBTQ community and I'm a supporter of the LGBTQ community. Let's make that clear first. But at the same, and I know a, a, a few friends of mine and people that are in my circle that are a part of the LGBTQ community. But mm-hmm. I feel as though it's this, if the LGBTQ, because it came from somebody or some people from that community that pointed that out about Kevin Hart, if the LGBTQ community didn't go into an uproar of that whole Kevin Hart joke from back in the day. If they didn't go mm-hmm. into an uproar about it, the people from the Oscars or, or from ABC, they would have still let Kevin Hart host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So I believe that. No, I, 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 so, 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 so I, I say this, bro. I agree with you. I got a lot of friends that are in that community, right? Mm-hmm. I, I listen. I pastor people that are in that community. But what I will say is that if you have a problem or something bothered you from somebody's past or what they said in the past, my thing is this. 
if you're clear about the offense and you're clear about the issue, also be clear about how you want them to fix it. Mm. What happened was they said, we want an apology. They didn't say how. He came mm. out and apologized. That wasn't enough. We want you to apologize this way. An apology, if, if, if I, for one, for one, again, that's, it's just me. It's just me. I could be all wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that if you say, hey, I would like an apology, and I say, hey, I'm truly sorry for the words that I said 10 years ago, mm-hmm. that's an apology. Mm-hmm. That is. That's an apology. Right. But then you come back and say, that wasn't good enough. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 like- so, so I. I I definitely agree with you. I'm just saying, let's be clear about what you what you want me to do. Mm. If you just, I say, think it's just, huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tori. Okay, it was. I think it's across the board. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna get out for like five minutes because my I have 11, 12 year olds. They need to get their stuff together for school tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, um, but I think it's across the board. I think that equally, everybody is just. It, it depends on when and where they want to do it or who they want to apologize. I don't think it's just black people that's doing it because again, we have Donald Trump in office and he has said everything about everybody. Facts. About yes, he it. Did. it does not matter. Facts. And then still held office, still caused a whole uh, what was yes, it called? Sir. Yes! Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. And you can Run for president and win and cause corruption while you in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, and they kept him in. So I just my mom just told me earlier she was said they they passed the fourteen hundred dollars next stimulus check. She just told me that about an hour ago. So I said, well, what was the problem? She was like, the Republicans they want to do it. I'm saying, mm-hmm. okay. So she said, because now that's going to look good on Joe Biden. You know, my mom, mm-hmm. just, we, we were raised off as witness, so she's just like, just not getting into it, yeah. you know, uh, politics. But what I'm saying is that, you know, I think it's just across the board, whoever wants to blackball, whoever, um, you know, if there was one of the worst presidents in the United States, then everybody would probably agree that it was, uh, not everybody, but majority of people would agree that it was Trump because he has done everything offensive to any culture. I mean, to call it, and we can laugh at it. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. That was funny when he was calling it the Chinese virus. It was offensive, but it was funny because it was just like, how you going to call it? You know what I'm saying? It was hilarious that I have, you know, kind of a little weird sense of humor. Um, it was something else that he said that was funny to me as well. So um, I just think that it's, it depends on the people because if this man can still be in office for four years. He never got uh, impeached. He can still run in 2024. 24. Or is it 2024? You know, yeah, whatever yeah, He can still run. Is that not shocking to us? Yeah, so that's very, what I'm saying. Very. Either way yeah, goes, that's what I say. Is that crazy? So, so, so you mean to tell me Coach, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just but, but I just want to interject because I think you're making an amazing point. And I just want to mm-hmm. say this. So you mean to tell me Kevin Hart couldn't host an award show for making reference to uh, making a gay joke in a stand-up comedy? Like in a st- mm-hmm. like he's a comic. He's a he's he a can rob a president and win. You see what I'm saying? Like right. And tr- 
And Trump can say whatever he wants to about whatever, whatever he wants to, to grab women, demean women, yep. talk about blacks, talk about Chinese, yep. talk about, and then run for the president of the United and States win. and win. That's it. Mm. Come on, man. And can run again. Come on. Yes, and that's the crazy part about Come it. Come on. Yeah. That's the note I'm going to leave y'all on. How about that? Oh, I got a bonus on it. I got a bonus. I got a bonus. I got a bonus. What you got, bro? I got a bonus. How in the world do you want to talk, talk about it? your um your uh uh talk about Ted Cruz about his mother? I mean, his father, his father and his wife during the campaign in 2015 to to, to win 2016. Talked about him so bad, and Ted yep. Cruz is your biggest fan. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, <laughs> is that? Roll is that up. acceptable? Can you talk about somebody that you're running against for the same seat, talk mm-hmm. about so bad, mm-hmm. and the person that you talk about so bad is your biggest support? He was doing it for the party, though. He was just doing it for the Really? Not only that, we have people that put their lives on the line every single day that fighting, that's fighting wars for us. That's supposed to be keeping our land safe so that we don't have to be in the midst of it. And you're going to talk about Joe Biden's child that was killed over there? So my thing is is that it doesn't matter what's going on, who says what. If we're going to get real with it, if we're going to just go to the root of it, let's just go ahead and get and put Donald Trump on the... Let's put him in the forefront. He's the post child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. like, like Like what is... What is the line that cannot be crossed that cancels beyond culture? That cancels beyond murder. color barrier. That's the only thing that comes to my mind, murder. You gotta actually kill somebody and whatnot, then you're completely gone. That's the only thing that comes to mind. Because you can well, always run Trump your mouth and that. do your yeah. actions. But when you kill well, somebody, you I think Trump practically did that with the insurrection. I mean, with the insurrection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because people died. That was and then, people that and then when he kids. called it the Chinese virus, he caused other people to attack Asians. You know, which was wrong. You know, this man had like a hypnotizing. I would say a hypnotizing spirit on different people. I mean, mm. we're talking about educated, wealthy people. Yep. Ivy League college. Mm-hmm. We think these are the people are that supposed to have some sense. But I tell mm-hmm. you, when they say common sense ain't common, it's mm-hmm. just not. Book smarts and common sense is totally different. Yes. And I'm finding that a lot of uh, Caucasians who are wealthy and educated can be some of the most craziest people I know. I work for them. Mm. I, I, I tell that. I don't care. I put that in public. I work for them. And I'm telling them they can be some of the craziest people. I'm telling you. And it is sad. And you know, the problem is, I think Ted Cruz, I think he backed. Trump up because it was a he was so he's so loyal to the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was really about because he liked Trump. I think he was just trying to you know rep for his party. And then he probably was thinking hindsight: if Trump can run in 2024, I want to be the man in his cabinet. I want to be in his administration. So I'm not going to vote him out. I'm not going to go against him just in case. Because Ted Cruz is looking for his future. I'm telling you, the man, he's thinking ahead. He's looking at the other people like, y'all stupid. I'm about to, you know, I'm about to be the man in this this 2024. I think that's what he was really pretty much doing. 
Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you like this. Ted was definitely cruising, cruising out of Texas when that winter storm hit. That's why. Okay. <laughs> if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about canceling somebody, hey, they, 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 there were people that canceled Ted Cruz for doing what he did during that winter storm in Texas. Yeah. Ted was definitely cruising. Mm. <laughs> well, but hey, Tori, I know you gotta go. I know you gotta leave, but we really appreciate you for being on the Beat Break Morning Show and giving your perspective on the topic. But before we go, before you before you go, Tori, can you go ahead and give out your social media information, your social media handles, where can people follow you, and also a website because we want people to uh, not only follow you but to also get your latest books and more merch. I have. Uh, I'm switching over, but I still have. Um linktree.com coach Tori Lynn and even on Google anybody that hashtag author Tori Lynn A-U-T-H-O-R-T-O-R-I-L-Y-N-N um, that's you can find me on Google as well author Tori Lynn there's a lot of Tori Lynn I found out so um, author Tori Lynn is, is up there and um, um, or linktree.com forward slash coach Tori Lynn I'm starting to put that out a little bit more because uh, I was doing it for free for so long. So I was just like, oh my gosh. So I went, back, I went on here and got certified for it. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed tonight. I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm glad to have met you guys. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And Tori, absolutely, Tori. We'll talk offline, by the way. We'll talk offline and chop it up some more. Okay. Nice Bye. to meet you, Coach Tori. All right. You too. Bye to the doggy, by the way. She had a doggy oh in the background. it's the beat break morning show the beat break podcast that was tori lynn weighing in on the conversation uh having a very very great conversation as we talk about cancel culture the art of forgiveness in a cancel culture society with adrian ad davis and cousin buffy we're gonna call her cousin buffy you know she's 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 a part of the family hey uh great segue from politics Going back to Bill Maher, and I said that we were going to go back to the excerpt that Bill Maher had made in regards to cancel culture and his perspective of it. There was a term that he used in his assessment on cancel culture, and that was liberals. Speaking of politics, because we hear that word a lot, liberal, if it's not liberal, it's conservative. If it's not conservative, then it's liberal. Any of us Mm -hmm. here on the Zoom are we considered as liberals? And if we are, are we too a part of canceling people in a cancel culture society? Um, I'll kind of go first. Um, more likely I'm considered as liberal, but I'm also um, independent in certain cases as well. It all depends on what the situation is. I mean, you know, we talked about Trump earlier, but I ain't going to just focus on it because everybody basically knows definitely on this panel, you know, how Trump is and was, you know, before he got into politics and whatnot. But uh, as in canceling folks, it all depends. Like I said way earlier, about maybe 15 minutes ago, um, you know, when you completely cancel somebody out is murder. You know, when you actually kill somebody off this earth because they can't, you know, be on this earth anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, then, then there's the longevity of situations like an R. Kelly situation of those women who who um, been basically brainwashed and 
and everything. So it's the longevity of that. We won't know exactly of that longevity until some of the case come out because the movie ain't going to do but so much and whatnot. Because right. so it all depends on what it is, and and uh, that's just my particular opinion mm-hmm. on how it actually cancels folks out. I know this is kind of uh, going getting into the the music world again. Like some folks were 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 were, were getting on Ice Cube and whatnot, thinking he was on Trump's side. And if you really understand Ice Cube, in my opinion, I understand Ice Cube. He was just putting out his opinion. He's not saying he's following what Trump has suggested. He just want to make sure that everybody's on track on doing what he's supposed to do to help with the black community. That's just my opinion. You know, I won't say because I, you know, really, I don't even know the definition of liberal and all that other type of stuff. I'm just me. And but Roland, I DJ Roland, I, I want to, you know, like what you just said, you, you use uh, Cube, for example. I think this whole cancel culture and just where we are with social media and everything else has tried to mute the opinions and the individuality of people. And it's like, if you don't agree with the consensus, then you uh you crazy you losing your mind you uh you in support of this this and this and it's just like yo i can have a different perspective than you and mm-hmm. you know I, I like like just because everybody agrees on this and majority of the time everybody doesn't agree with that just people don't do their do the research and do their due diligence to learn about a different perspective. So what they do, they settle for the lazy way. So if you know, so when everybody was talking about cube, it was like, it was just so easy for everybody to be against cube until they heard, you know, the soundbite and, you know, his perspective on the interview, then it's like, Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, it ain't that bad, but for three weeks you were dogging them. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just think that, I just think that, man, we just, we should have the right to garner our own opinion. And then also at the same time, if our opinion is, a, you know, not in agreement with everybody else, man, have the space to do that. That's what social media is. It's the, it's the ability to, to share my two cents. And right. if my two cents doesn't um, agree with yours, it doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It just means yeah. that, yo, we just don't agree on that particular topic. And it doesn't mean like we can't, I, I'm against the culture or, I don't, you know, I can't rock with that person no more. No, like it's a difference of opinion, man. And I think that now we made so many people afraid to have a difference of opinion because now we're going to get wrote off or we're going to get canceled and they're not going to support us and they're not going to support our project. And um, I would much rather somebody be who they are than who I want them to be because that's where their creativity is. Okay. With that being said, it's like a, a husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You're going to have disagreements all the time. That's part of life, mm-hmm. you know, but you had to come to a common ground. And that's the thing that people are forgetting, learning how to do is coming to a common ground because you have a difference of an opinion. Mm-hmm. Come to a common ground. And then once we get to a common ground, then we can move forward. Don't keep bashing about what he said or she said and how she or he said because that's what they were feeling at the moment. So when they feeling at the moment and say what they said, okay, all right, come back and say something that is not um, derogatory against what they said, but say it so we can come to a common ground. And that's yeah. why I think a lot of folks have lost is coming to a common ground. Yep. 
But I want to, I want to, I want to say something, and then we'll go to Buffy. I want to say this uh, to DJ Rollum and AD's point. I also think too is the person's mindset, and mm-hmm. uh, there's people out there that don't want a certain people's mindset to grow or don't want that person to grow and look at things from a different lens. Perfect, perfect example, since we are kind of somewhat in the music realm of this conversation when it comes to cancel culture. And I think you already know who I'm about to say, DJ Rollum, your boy, Kanye West, (laughs) (laughs) which, which Kanye West. And it's so interesting. I bring his name up because Kanye West said in the interview, courtesy of big boy tv he used the term of course cancel culture he said i've been canceled i've been canceled before there was cancel culture mm-hmm. because people are people know kanye west from from his controversial style and some of his music and stuff like that jesus walks etc etc <laughs> so you know the old kanye is not like the new kanye the old kanye and I use that term liberal, we go back to liberal. Old Kanye was attracting and was targeting mostly the liberal audiences, the people that come from Mm -hmm. that particular demographic, liberals. Like, Bush don't care anything. Bush don't care about black people. When Hurricane Katrina hit and his stance Mm -hmm. on different things and, and different subject matters and stuff like that. And then fast forward years later, post Kim Kardashian, he hangs out, takes a picture with Donald Trump, and he agrees with a lot of things that Donald Trump has put into place. So now we have seen, well, now we have went from the liberal Kanye West to more of the conservative Kanye West. So are we still going to cancel artists or people like Kanye West that have went from this part of their life to another part because they just look at life from a different lens. They just look at it from a different perspective. Let's say you, uh, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, you know, I just feel like if people don't agree with Kanye West, you don't have to cancel him. Just don't spend your money on his music. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm not whatever that but that you know, i mean that is still West, part of that is still part of canceling though if you no yeah, longer I mean, buy you know, his music I'm just saying, if somebody you don't agree with like you don't have to put your money into him you don't have to support them in that way you don't have to you know buy his yeezys or whatever it is that he has his golden line you have to buy his music i bought his i, I had downloaded his um his his choir sunday choir jesus king though the album was dope uh, my son he be bumping it we we be bumping all the time but um you know i'm just like this you know when you don't agree with somebody you don't agree i mean there's a lot of people I don't agree with, I don't agree with their lifestyle, I don't agree with what they do, I don't agree with what they say, but that doesn't stop me from respecting them, and you know, that doesn't keep me from loving people or respecting them. I think that's the thing now. This culture here, you know, we just think that, hey, we just throw out the baby with the bathwater. No. You know, we have to respect one another. I may not like what you're saying. I may not like what you're doing. Look, I don't have to hang with you. I don't have to run with you. I don't have to put my money in your bank account. You know, I can love you from a distance. I can respect you. You know, we don't have to be bosom buddies or whatever the case may be. You can keep living your life and I can keep living mine. You know, I just think with this cancel culture, 
you know, as I said earlier, people just pick and choose. We're drawing lines every day. It's a different line every day. You don't know what line people is drawing now. You don't know when you're offensive. You don't know when you're not, you know. Da, 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 da. I was offended the other day when I heard someone say something about the LGBT. Um, you know, it's all those letters, y'all. I, I get mixed up sometimes. So do I. So but, do I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, A, B, C, D, F, G, whatever. Said, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, you know, black people, you know, civil rights like the black. I'm like, no, you can't, you can't, you know, compare LGBTQ plus to black people. We were born black. Nobody look at you and see you gay. No, that's something that comes along later. But hey, as soon as when our mothers was carrying us in the womb, we already had a, a, a demerit. You know, we already had a mice. They already had something against us just from looking at our parents. You know, before we were even conceived. You get what I'm saying? So you can't compare. I was offended by that. I was like, well, hold up. You know, we've been fighting even before we got in the womb. Our parents, our parents, parents, our grandparents. Don't compare that. I know you want to live your life. You want to do what you do. But don't compare that with our skin color. Because mm-hmm. people automatically, as Kanye West said, will marginalize you just for who you for your skin color. That's not the same. When you're born, we don't know you gay. I mean, is there a gay cry? Is there a gay baby look? Is there a homosexual? I don't know. Somebody school me. I don't know. But when we are born, our skin color is already evident just from who our parents are. So you can't compare the two struggles. You know? And so that's where I am now. You know, people are drawing lines every day. I'm certainly at to this point. If you get up on TV and I'm, you know, you, you have maybe... A line of clothing, cosmetics, whatever the case may be, you're Caucasian, and you get up there and be like, you know what? I ain't trying to let these Negritians, I'm gonna say it like that, you know, I'm not for the Negritians, I'm not for this, this, and other. Of course, I'm gonna like cancel you because you're already telling me right there in your lifestyle, you want my money, but you don't like us. You know, that's that's where I draw the line at. Like, if you have something now that you're selling you in a marketplace, and you're saying that you can't stand us, you don't like us, you don't want to be a part of what we're doing, you know. Um, but you want us, you want our green money? No, you need to be canceled. We need to boycott you because black dollar is the most powerful dollar out there. And without our money, a lot of people don't have nothing. Without our talent, without our music. Without everything that we created. Somebody said the black community contributed to America. No, we built America, baby. <laughs> you got you to trust it. We built America. We built the White House. It's on the backs of our ancestors, our great-grandparents. We did that. That comb you using, come on. That heart surgery you just had. That was from my brothers and sisters. Don't get if you don't like us, don't like us all the way, baby. Let's take it all the way back. Don't use what we invented. That's what I'm talking about. But everyday people are just drawing all these lines. You just don't know which you don't know which way to go. That's why I just say, you know, hey, you want to take it to the spiritual side? You invite pastors on here. We got to be led by the spirit all the way. 
If we are led by the Spirit, we'll never go wrong. If we are led by the Spirit of God, we'll never go wrong with people. That's why discernment is so necessary. If it feels wrong, if it sounds, you got, well, people call it instinct, but you got a God conscious on the inside and something don't seem right, you better go with what you see and what you feel on the inside and go to God in prayer and say, okay, what 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 is what what my antenna saying? What is this I'm feeling? God, what am I hearing? What is this that I'm seeing? And you got to know what to do about it. Mm. I feel like a little preacher coming up, yeah, so no. I'm about to, to stand down. Listen, listen, <laughs> we should have had you. We should have had you on our Black History Month podcast a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, you I broke it all the way God. down. Mm. <sighs> Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that, and that segues into forgiveness. I remember once yeah. upon a time, I was working at a gospel radio station, and after the show ended that I produced, I was sitting down, and I was talking to a, uh, not a producer, but a pastor who also did a show at the gospel radio station at the time, and we were talking about something. I can't remember what it was about, but he said something to me that sticks out to me to this very day and, and he said that we as a people are slow to forgive mm-hmm. and, and ad this question is for you why are we slow to forgive especially in a cancel culture society i think the biggest thing is the reason why we're slow to forgive um here's my principle from for my life the person that cannot forgive is the person that has forgotten what they have been forgiven of Mm, the person that cannot forgive is the person that has forgotten what they have been forgiven of whenever you whenever you can't forgive somewhere there's been amnesia that you forgot that i may not have done that but i done done something Mm -hmm. and i think um we you know we pick and choose the stuff we forgive we pick and choose the stuff that we give grace to and majority of the time that grace is hinged upon our experience and what i mean by that is is that if we've done it then we give grace to it come on mm-hmm. so if i so if i identify with that struggle you know what the lord going to forgive them yeah. but if i don't identify yeah. with it if i don't identify with it then mm-mm, that's unforgivable mm-hmm. who are we that's who, I mean, like, who, like, like, bro, like, I, 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 I just come to the place where I'm just like, who am I? Who am I? Who am I to say what someone is is able to be forgiven of, what somebody is able to be released of, or whatever the case is? Like, who am I? And I think that we have become so indoctrinated with our own theologies and with mm-hmm. our own concepts, and also what we believe God supports and what we believe God doesn't. It's so many people that we don't put in hell that God has in heaven right now. Like in our theology, in our minds, we'd be like, Oh, they're going to go to hell. And then God like, yeah, you, you may not like them, but I still love them. There you go. I like Like, that. Like, like, so, so, so what we do based upon our preference, we put Mm -hmm. them. That's our Mm -hmm. preference. Just because just because you don't prefer something don't mean it's a sin. And I think that's our issue, man. Like forgiveness is such a big, big, big piece. Like, mm-hmm. and then people, you know, 
there are many scripture men that, that that relates to that, like in Mark chapter number mm-hmm. eleven, I think it's like verse thirty-two, where it says, "If a man is not for, uh, if a man is not, uh, no, 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 no," where it says that 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 if we do not forgive, like how can our Father in heaven forgive us? Right? So, mm-hmm. so, so, like my forgiveness for somebody else is hinged upon the forgiveness that I receive in my own life from God. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I choose to forgive is because I need to, God to forgive me. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, then that, then that conversation that Jesus had with Peter and well, he's having with the disciples. And then he says, well, how many times should a person, be, you know, how, how many times should she, should she forgive? And he says up to 70 times seven. This was like, like Peter says, cause Peter thinks that he's like, you know, I'm about to get God. I'm about to get Jesus with this. One. Mm-hmm. No answer. Up to seven times, like he come out. You know, you know Peter. You know Peter, like you know, up to seven he times. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Up to seven times, and he says, no, up to seventy times. Seven. Up to seventy times seven. I'm not a good mathematician, but I have come to a place. I think it's four hundred and ninety. And then what that says is legit 490 times. Watch this. Doing the same thing the exact same way. There cannot be a deviation from it. So if I hit you in one spot the same way, 490 times without deviating from where I hit you. But then also it has a time frame on that 24 hours. Come on. 24 hours. And then here's the thing. Ain't nobody doing the same thing to you 490 times within 24 hours. It's just Come that on. we keep rethinking about it. We, that's we it. keep reliving it and we keep playing it over in our head and we keep putting ourselves in the same situation. The problem is we didn't for, like, like you could have forgave if you really stopped harping on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our issue is we don't want to like, let it go. And a lot of times, and I'm going to tell you, and, and, and I'll be done with it right here. The, uh, you know, so I start out with saying the reason why we don't forgive is because we, we, we forget what, we, what we've been forgiven of. But then here's, here's the thing too. The reason why we don't forgive is because forgiveness equates wholeness and then wholeness also mm-hmm. removes the excuse. That's it. That's we don't it. forgive because we want to, we want to stay in bondage because we yeah. want to have something to talk about. We want to have mm-hmm. somebody. To blame. We want to have somebody to blame. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so what we say we want to be, go ahead. We say we want to be whole, but we really don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when, we cancel everybody. We start canceling <laughs> celebrities. We start canceling people that we get into debates with on social media and family members or even friends or whatever. If we start canceling everybody, then where will the forgiveness be at? I mean, you know, we slow to forgive, but I I, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. Uh, a couple of days ago, um, as uh, the Coming to America was coming out. And mm-hmm. someone had an opinion thinking that um, basically a person basically shared something from from another post and she put her opinion out uh, opinion about it. And then someone put their opinion about it, saying that she's rewriting the, per- the person that, uh, that is controversing what the person reposted is saying something that she didn't say. She just put it out there. About why trip about having a sequel thirty three years later, and there was a lot of controversy about that, and it was mm-hmm. about to be like going at it, like if they're about to have a a, a fist fight and whatever wow. they're using verbiage 
And I'm like, and I chimed in and whatnot because you said a lot of stuff was right, you know, enjoy the show and whatnot. But she thinks the person who's, who reposted it, she said to her that um, that she was wrong, saying words that she didn't even say about it's 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 a waste of time. Why why overdo this and do that? Why wait so long to do it? And and I'm going back to what you're saying, Sean. What when 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 do we learn how to forgive? And I'm like, first of all, like we said in the, uh, about an hour ago, uh, we do have speech, and we need to know. Uh, what is acceptable like what Kevin Hart did and he apologized but it's not the way the uh, the masses wanted him to apologize mm-hmm. so when it, when do we forgive it's all mm-hmm. individual it all depends because of how you're brought up and how you think and everything so it, it's, 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 a, it's a trip you can't put it on a whole set of folks. It's going to work individually on how they forgive on how something was said or done. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I think I think forget, I think you have to practice forgiveness. You have to <laughs> practice it every day of your life. And when I say practice forgiveness because I know I have had seasons in my life where I've had to walk out forgiveness with my family members, you know, people that I'm close to, um, things they may have said and done to me that really hurt. But when I say practice forgiveness, not only do I say, okay, I forgive you for whatever you've done for me, even if you don't apologize to me, even if you don't come out and say, hey, Buffy, I'm sorry for what I've done to you, Mm. I automatically now um, ask God to help me to forgive them whether I get a verbal apology or not. Mm. And so when I see them in the grocery store, if I see them out in the street, that I can still wave and say hello. I can still, if you walk up to me, I can still hug you. You know what I'm saying? I can practice it even if I don't really feel it. Does that make sense to you? I don't have to feel it in order to practice it. And so I think society has taught us is that don't forgive, you know, always beat people over the side of the head of what they did to you. It takes too too much energy for that. And I think that we have to learn how to practice forgiveness, whether we get apology or not, when people have done us wrong. The Bible says in Matthew 6, he tells the disciples how to pray. And in that prayer, it says, give, forgive us our debts. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So we ask God to forgive us as we forgive others. So we're saying, God, have mercy upon me as I give others mercy. So we have to realize what many of us pray on either a daily basis, seasonal, or whatever you call it. People use the Our Father, Our Father prayer as this, you know, pattern prayer for themselves. But I don't think people really realize what they're praying when they pray that. And so what we all have to do is practice forgiveness. Forgiveness is not only for, for, for the person, but it's for you. It's for you to walk in your freedom. It's for you to be able to sleep good at night. It's for your conscience to be, you know, free up so you can feel you know that you can move on in life you can't move on in life with a whole bunch of grudges on your back that's a weight the bible says lay aside every weight holding grudges is a weight and sin that so easily beset us 
Holding a grudge can be a weight. Holding malice in your heart can be a weight. You end up treating people that didn't even do anything wrong to you because of what somebody else did to you. Mm. It becomes a weight, and sometimes you don't even realize it. You can it, it um how you um interact with other people. You know, you 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 can have just this weight on you, and people be looking at you like, "What's wrong with this person?" You know, because they're holding something that their daddy did to them thirty years ago. They they held it. I'm serious. This is real. This is some real stuff. People got daddy issues, and they're trying to make other people pay for it. Thirty years later. Oh man, I, I I feel you on that because I, I I'm not gonna get into it me personally, but I feel you on that having a basically is the phrase a twenty year twenty plus year hate, and yeah. um, that's the thing. And when you have a twenty plus year hate, the only thing is that the person that you hating on that person is not feeling your hate. You're the one that's feeling it, and you're the one that's gonna go through all the pain and suffering with it. Yep. Absolutely, and yeah. um, uh, unforgiveness is it's a spiritual it's a spiritual weight that can uh, show it can manifest physically. It can literally make you physically ill. I don't yes. know if people if you've ever been to the doctor and you tell the doctor I got headaches, I can't sleep at night. This is what, and they check me. Oh, your blood pressure is good. Ain't nothing wrong with your sugar. You know this, that, and other. They tell it's it's a spiritual problem. It's not a physical problem. It's just all those things you've been holding on to. When daddy told you you weren't gonna be nothing, you was a good for nothing. You know, daddy won the round, and it's like you carry that stuff all down through the years. Now, daddy could still be living across town with 20 plus kids. He might not be really thinking about you, God, but God's going to have to judge him. But you got to move on. You got to find that strength to move on with your life and say, God, help me. Help me to let it go. That's no longer my problem. That's daddy's problem. Daddy got to stand before you, but I got to move on and I got to make a difference in my family, my children, my children's children. And so we got to move on. And this society has actually taught us not to forgive one another. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yep. I, you know, like I, I just chime in right here and say these two things. Like one of the things that I pride myself on or try to at least is like, like with, with forgiveness, you got to understand, like, if you have to ask yourself, hey, have I forgiven somebody for this or am I truly over this or whatever the case is? And that's why I love what Buffy said, like, it, it is a practice thing. And mm-hmm. um, so how I gauge it, if you cannot be cordial, you're still captive. If you cannot be cordial, if I, if I can't even speak to you, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still somewhere bound by, by something in the past. But then also at the same time, we have to be very careful. And this is why, like, you know, I had to do a lot of hard work with me and my father's relationship. Mm. And because because I came to the place where I realized and I I, I appreciate some blue in the face is that whatever you don't forgive, you have the capability to become. Mm. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. Whatever you don't forgive, you have the capability to become. Because you'll find out that you start practicing the traits of the very person that you are holding on to. Because it's in, because what forgiveness is, is releasing of the individual. Whenever you do not forgive, you put them in a jail, but you got to understand, you may put them in the jail of what they did to you, but you become the warden that guards that jail. So you didn't move either. 
And whoever you spend close time with, you know, like in relationship or friendship, whoever, whoever you are around, we all know them friends. You, you get around them. They start like you start saying their man. You start picking up their mannerisms, start being like them. Like one of my closest friends, Chris Sands, he's the only one still to this day. that's just like on belly. When people say it one, he still says it. And when I when, when I when I hang up the phone from, from talking to Chris, I say one. Well, he says one because I know he's gonna say it. I embody that because it, that's my best friend. I am mm-hmm. around him. So whenever you don't forgive, you hold something dear in your heart, and then you start to become the very thing that you that's hate. Nice. I started mm-hmm. finding that certain mannerisms about me I was doing like my father did. Wow. I was operating like my father did. Why? Because I was holding on. I couldn't even be my own man because I was holding on and I was adapting and I was transforming into the man that he was. Whenever you don't forgive, whenever you don't forgive, you'll find yourself becoming the very thing that you're mad at. Wow. That's why I tell my kids, don't become what you despise. I'm dead serious. (laughs) Man. That was good. Yo, you had you had my cousin Buffy Fanning over there. I'm telling you, man, church. The thing, the thing is powerful. Forgiveness yes, is. is a powerful weapon. It is a powerful weapon that we could utilize to catapult ourselves, man. Like, and the more and more and more that we forget forgive the faster we become everything that we need to become, man. Like, I honestly believe, like, you know, uh, Sean, you was making a joke when I was like, you know, man, yo, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. He was like, yeah, that's what millionaires say. But I had to realize, man, I had to realize that a lot of my money was tied up in forgiveness. Wow. Come on. My come financial on. breakthroughs, my, my, my intellect, my mind, my wisdom, the stuff that I share with my mentees, the stuff that I share with people that people that are connected to me was tied up in my forgiveness. And the more I forgave, the more it freed up, it freed up collateral space in my mind. That's right. That's you right. You hold so much in your, in, in your head. And the more we hold on to people that we're mad at, they take up residency. We got so many people that are living up here for free that ain't pay rent. Come on wow. now. Wow. New wow. knowledge can't get in. Wow. New wisdom can't get in. New insight can't get in. You can't, you can't make new friends. You can't you you can't you can't connect with new people. Why? Because you are you got all of these people that you mad at holding up space and then the, the people that need to come in to teach you so many new things, they can't. Mm. Mm. No, I'm straight. Bro, I'm about to break out some organ for you. I got a meeting to get to, but yeah, uh, I'm telling you, man, like it's a it's a thing that I think we all need to practice, you know, and just because everybody else is still mad at somebody versus, you know, via social media, whatever the case is, man, free that space in your brain and yeah, get absolutely. on, you know, and get on and get Offense, on. Offenses are always going to come. And that's the thing that we got to remember. They're always going to come at us. Somebody from somewhere, family, friend, foe, co-worker, it's always going to come. Offenses will come. The Bible says offenses will come. Woe to them that do the offending. And so we just got to, you know, always keep that space. You know, God, help me. I always ask God, help me, help me. I tell him every day, help me. And sometimes, guys, I don't pass the test. Sometimes I see people and I'll be like, oh, shoot. Uh, you know, and then I'll go like, God, forgive me. I, 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 I missed that one, you know, and God help me that next time if I see them again, help me to do that right. I'm not saying I'm perfect in it, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that I know I know this well. You know, I just was walking through something just recently. 
that I really had to work, had to work on forgiving them. And I'm not saying you got to invite them to your house. You got to have them for a sleepover. I'm not saying you got to run with them, bring them to the picnic, to the barbecue. No, you don't. But I think you just got to let these people go in your life so that you can move on, mm. you know, and have a help and start having healthy relationships with your children, with your family, with your mother, your father. And if they're abusive in any way, you know, I got, I got a whole story of things that my father did to me or my mother. Or whatever. But you know what? I don't hold it against them because I found out that at that time they were just in their own headspace. My mother was an abused woman. She was trying to survive. She made choices that she thought was the right choice. You know, she didn't know that the choices that she made, how it affected us in the way that it did. She just said, Buffy, I thought I was doing the right thing at and, that time. And, and Buffy, I, I'm so glad you said that because we, what we tend to do and why we can't forgive is that we judge ourselves based upon our intention and we judge everybody else based upon their action. Come on. There you go. So we'll say, there you go. I didn't intend to do that. How you know they did? How you know oh they my God. hurt you? They were doing the best that they could for the time that they were in. Man, I just did a video. I just, cause I, cause That's I do awesome. YouTube content. I just did a video okay. on my YouTube page where I was talking about how I had to forgive my father. My father, my father died in a car wreck. And I was talking mm-hmm. about how, how, um, how my father, I wanted him to be a father, but I was judging him based upon how I see other fathers look and how I saw other fathers. It wasn't until I learned the history of my father that my father, that my grandmother was raped at 13, was going to abort the baby, but chose not to abort the baby. And then she chose to have my father. My father never knew his father. When my, when my grandmother, then my grandmother got married to my uncle's dad, my uncle's dad disowned my father because everybody looked at my father as the rape child. So he didn't know how to be a father. Mm. So therefore, here mm. I am judging him that I wanted him to be something that I was looking at from other kids that right. he didn't even know how to be. Come mm. on. He's just he's he's in a role that he didn't know how to become. Now, at some point, yes, he had the opportunity to learn that. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, yo, I could have been very hard on a man that was trying to do his very best. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. problem is, the problem is I'm giving myself concessions because I'm I'm a man, you know, and I ain't doing everything right. But I'm judging myself based upon my intentions. I ain't trying to mm-hmm. hurt nobody. Come on. I hurt people. I hurt people. It is what it is. Mm. But we give, ourselves, we give ourselves a pass. <laughs> That's good. We give ourselves a pass all day long. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. No, yes. no, y'all. I gotta go. I'm so sorry. No, this is basically good. Yo, this is, I love it. I love it. If y'all ever want to do it again, we can run it back yes. whenever y'all want to. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Adrian Ad Davis, for joining with us right here on the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. I have a a lot to say uh, within a little bit of time, but I'm going to make it quick. But I know you got to go. Uh, you can catch the replay when it's released. But we really appreciate you, Ad. Yes, sir, Absolutely. man. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having Powerful. me. All Thank right. y'all for having me, man. Listen, man, uh, y'all follow me on social media, Adrian Davis now on all platforms, on YouTube, Instagram, whatever. But, man, thank y'all, man. Whenever y'all uh, opportunity present itself, thank you, Sean. Thank you, DJ yes. Roller. Thank you, Buff. Thank you for everything. Yes. I hope this added value to something. We Absolutely. Yes, but, uh, yes. but, man, listen, I appreciate y'all for having me. Hope we can do it again. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll bring you back on next time. All right, you take care. All right. All right. Sure. Adrian, AD, 
Davis right here on the Beat Break Morning Show giving such a great testimony live on yeah. the morning show. Not just only a great testimony, but an amazing, amazing assessment. Uh, and uh, I mean, you can call it preaching if you want to, but it's telling, <laughs> it's really telling the truth, honestly. Yes. It's, it's telling yes. the truth. But I wanted yeah. to say this within the few minutes that we have left right here on the Beat Break Morning Show, and I hope that Tori Lynn, as well as AD, go back and listen to it from the beginning or up until this point uh, in replay mode once we have it on demand on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and on the Podcast FM app, as well as on ThinkingOutLoudNetwork.com. I want to say this because I, I want to be able to have a chance to share this testimony to where um, – Buffy, my cousin Buffy and AD uh, brought it home and, and they said something. It, it was almost like they read my mind. Um, and, and this is why this is very important that we have this type of dialogue in this platform to talk about forgiveness in a cancel culture society. And my cousin Buffy know the story of what I'm currently mm -hmm. going through right now. So I'm, it, it, you know, for those that's been following with me, I've been on this mental health journey for quite some time. I'm currently seeking a therapist. Uh, actually, I'm talking to a therapist right now. Uh, I've been going to my therapy sessions for the past couple of weeks. And one of the things that my therapist said to me in my therapy session is about forgiveness, the power of forgiveness. There has been so many people, and this is just me being transparent. There's been so many people that I either have canceled or wanted to cancel and some of those people have either been my co-workers my friends even some of my family members especially my dad mm -hmm. uh, but he was saying that about the, the power of forgiveness is is not to forgive those is to forgive yourself mm -hmm. um and, and why it was just so very important, you know, holding all those grudges and holding on to things that they have either done to you or said to you in the past. It's very toxic from not only a mental standpoint, but also from a physical and health standpoint. When you hold all those grudges and you hold everything in, you start to become sick. You start to have headaches. You start to not yep. be physically well. And I, mm -hmm. I'm just and I'm just so glad that having a platform like the one that we have is yeah. to where it just gives me it gives me a constant reminder that in a cancel culture society that we in with forgiveness, you can you can easily get caught up in cancel culture society if you let it. I, you mm -hmm. know, when I go on social media. Me and DJ Roland, we go on social media almost every day or every day, actually, because we are in the media business. When we go on social media and we see all these de debates and conversations about this person and that person and who gets canceled and stuff like that, it becomes toxic. And mm -hmm. I don't get caught up in that because I got to look at my own personal life and look mm -hmm. at what I have to clean up internally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and. For this platform, as well as my therapy session, it just encourages me and motivates me more to be a better person to other people and, and to not let the past dictate my present nor my future. 
and not hold on to it. You know, you have to be free from all of that. And you have to be free from social media, not saying that you should cancel Mm -hmm. social media. I mean, you can do what you want to at the end of the day, but don't Mm -hmm. let it, don't let social media or the culture that we're in now dictate who you should cancel and who you should not let uh, be a part of your life. Right. You know, because right. and I think the other thing too is that we got to stop looking at celebrities as superheroes. Thank you. We got to look at them as just <laughs> we just got to look at them as human beings. Like I've been telling people, they are just human beings. At the end of the day, they put on their pants one leg at a time. It's just that you have celebrities that make more money than us. They just happen to have a bigger bank account than some of us or most of us. But at uh-huh. the end of the day. They still go to sleep like us. They still eat That's like right. us. <laughs> you know, absolutely. They, and they, they have still. PR. They have people that can who create this this image that right. they want the world to see. It's a created image. That's the thing. Um, a friend of mine had a cousin recently that committed suicide a few weeks back. Um, that died and one of her things was is that when she looked on social media seemed like everybody's life was perfect and hers wasn't you know she looked at she looked at social media as like everybody has seven streams of income I don't well you could be getting $25 from each stream of income you know what I mean you, right. we don't know people social media is not reality all the time right you know, we can't compare ourselves. What we all have to say, and this is something that I'm practicing, guys. When I look in the mirror, Buffy, you are enough. I have to say that to myself. You are enough. What everybody else is doing doesn't concern you. You got to know that. If nobody else tells you, you're enough. Sean, you're enough. DJ Rowland, you are enough. You got to keep saying that to yourself. You gotta believe and know that you are enough. If mm-hmm. nobody never tells you again, you gotta say it for yourself. And you gotta keep saying it till you believe it. And then Sean, just like you and I both, we know we have family members, you know, they kind of cuckoo for cocoa puffs. We gotta love them at where right where they are. But we don't have to keep putting ourselves in the hot seat either. We have to keep putting ourselves in the pot to keep, you know, the fire turned up under us. We got to know when to stay out the fire, but we got to forgive them. We got to love them. Right. We got to know where they are right. and keep it moving. And you can't let what other people do give you your identity. Right. It's not, that's not going to work. We have to say, I am enough. I am enough. You are enough. Even with our mistakes, our flaws, our inadequacies, I'm enough. Right. And we we all are a work in progress. And I had to work Absolutely. on that, too. I had to work on that, too, regarding forgiving other people. Back in the day, if you did me wrong, oh, I'm Xing you out. You, you out of my life. You canceled. So I, can't, I, know who we, I know who one person you're talking about. <laughs> I don't, you know what? You know what? But, you, but then again, then again, to DJ Rowland's point, it's some some things are just not unforgivable. And I would say I am willing to forgive at least 99% of the people that I know (laughs) that have either said things to me that rubbed me the wrong way or done me wrong. 
and then the one percent i'm just gonna treat it as i didn't even know that person like okay. i you know just to be fair i can't say whether i forgive them or not i'm just gonna be like oh i i, I don't know that person I don't know who that person. You know, I mean, you know I mean, them. You just gotta. You just gotta. Some people, you just gotta keep your distance. You know, you don't want to keep, like I said, putting yourself in the frying pan. You know, sometimes we keep putting ourselves back in people's life to try to prove something. We don't have nothing to prove. Love, forgive them, love them, and keep your distance. If you know they're toxic and you know they haven't grown up yet, don't keep putting yourself in their space. Yeah. Let them do them, and you go off, and you grow mature and do you. If they want to cop back along, and if they change, and you know, then maybe you can let them in your space a little bit. But we gotta forgive everybody. That's just the bottom. We gotta line. forgive everybody. So we gotta forgive Justin Timberlake. We gotta forgive Kanye West. <laughs> we gotta forgive Kevin Hart. I am. Gotta forgive. Hey. <laughs> so what? So I'm what happened? So what have we learned? What have we learned on today's podcast episode? We we learned about the power of forgiveness in a cancel yes. culture society. You know, I, I think it's also safe to say that cancel culture needs to be canceled at some point. Because if we don't cancel cancel culture and we keep letting cancel culture be where it is and everybody gets canceled, then there it will be so much grudges towards each other and it will be yeah. it'll be 50 times more worse than where we are at today and, and there won't be no type of forgiveness there'll just be a lot of holding grudges and, and things of that sort so we learned about the power of yeah. forgiveness and we learned that uh dj Rollum is still going to play kanye west music uh he, <laughs> he might still play and a little and R. R. Kelly. A, a little of R. Kelly. Not, not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> but I don't think. But still, I, I don't think he's gonna play any of that country singer songs in his mixes. Though. I don't. <laughs> nah, Morgan nah. Wallen. <laughs> what, what's the country singer's name again? Morgan Wallen. W- Morgan Wallen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you you probably not gonna catch none of Morgan Wallen's music in DJ Rollins mixes. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> so that's what we learned. We also, uh, one thing we didn't uh, mention in our cancel culture conversation is Eminem. Because uh, he recently has been canceled by the Generation Sears for a song he did with Rihanna uh, a few years ago that was pertaining to domestic violence. Um, and, and a lot of people took it out of context for that record, which he was just raising awareness about domestic violence. Uh, but millennials and his fan base came to his defense. Eminem did a song um, going at the people that were trying to cancel him and, and what have you. So it's just it's just a thing that I feel like is I don't know if it's not going to go away anytime soon or it may just be a fade. You know what I mean? It may just be something where it'll be here in the moment and then it won't last forever. It's kind of like a segment that. I don't know if you remember DJ Roland, but we did a segment on the Beat Break show back in, I want to say, was it 2011 when we were over at Love 860 AM? DJ 360, our fellow colleague and friend, DJ 360. Oh, I think Buffy's waving us goodbye. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. Head out, guys. If you got to go. 
Uh, okay, Buffy. Thank you so much All for right. having me on the program, Cuz. I appreciate it. Nice to meet you, DJ Roland. Let's do it again, okay? All right. All right, All right Cousin Buffy. Thank you so yeah, much for coming y'all. on the B-Break Love Morning Show. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Cousin Buffy, Prophetess Buffy, right here on the B-Break Morning Show. We're getting ready to close out. But let me just say one other thing, too, um, regarding a segment that we did on the B-Break Radio Show years ago. We did a segment called The Gas Face by DJ 360. And the gas face was a pre-cancel culture segment where we know that some celebrity or somebody who is of influence did something stupid or did something questionable. We call them out on it. You you remember that? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. And then years after that, what happened? Charlemagne (laughs) the God from the Breakfast Club with Donkey of the Day, which is which can can be considered as cancel culture. Right. Donkey of the day. So all I'm saying is, is that if we're gonna keep having these type of cancel culture segments or moments and what have you, then where do we draw the line? How do we forgive? Are we gonna be able to forgive at whatever somebody does something stupid? Nobody is not above stupidity. Of course right. not. And Nobody's not above yeah. stupidity. And I'm going to end it like this and whatnot. The thing about it is, I know what I said earlier, but, you know, with cancel culture, one thing was not said is that basically you follow the masses. So we have a large amount of folks agreeing to whatever is going on that it's considered canceled and whatnot. That's what the majority is going to go with. So if the minimum folks like now nah, agree with you and whatnot, you know, you're not your voice is not going to get heard. You know, it may be, you know, in the wind or something like that. So mm-hmm. it all depends on who, who we accept back in and, and they're still following the masses, whatever the masses follow. You know, you yeah. know, the, the, this is all about what they have done, uh, how long ago it was done. Uh, the pinpoint is the action that was taken and go from there. The only thing depends on if it's uh, a murder. You know, is when we don't accept you back at all because you're not gonna go to trial, and and ninety percent time you either you take the um the the plea deal or you're gonna go to court and, and be in jail forever. How long? So when that murder comes in, but when you say or do things, um, that that all depends on what was said and what did you do. So yeah. that's that's basically it. Then we follow what the masses say and and go from there, and they will determine. If you are canceled <laughs> or you in or you in play. Right. Yeah. That's just the society that we are living in at the moment, ladies and gentlemen. Right here on the Beat Break yeah. Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Man, I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah, we did, we, man. We gra- yeah, I'm we glad did. we had this conversation. Thanks to our guest, author and entrepreneur, Tori Lynn, also screenwriter Tori Lynn as well, just to add on to her resume. We really appreciate her for coming on the morning show as well as ad himself ad for coming on the beat break morning show the beat break podcast and my cousin my real cousin not my play cousin now i just had to emphasize that one more time uh cousin buffy for weighing in on the conversation as it pertains to the art of forgiveness in a cancel culture society we will be back on the airwaves in a couple of weeks from now. We're going to take a short hiatus 
and then we'll be back on to give you some more fresh content like we always do right here on the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Uh, speaking of cancel culture, you got a cancel culture mix coming up, DJ Rollo? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It's going to have um, a couple folks that you definitely are aware of that we have spoken about. Some people that you we you we did not touch about, but uh, um, you'll be like, why is this person in? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be a little bit shocked. Like, oh, okay. If you do a little research, but you might be grooving too much to now, it. That's, that's I have my a job question. anyway. I have a question. Go ahead. Is Vanilla Ice in the mix? Because I think a lot of people canceled him already. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-cancel culture. I can't say, but ah. enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> he only made one hit now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He, on, he only made one hit. And then yeah. that was it. That yeah, was it. That was it. Hey, Amen. I'm looking map, forward to now it. He's a big time trainer now. That's all he's doing right now. So that's all I heard. Oh, he's a trainer now. A fitness trainer? He's a trainer. Yeah, some kind of trainer. I don't know if I forgot what city. He's just a trainer because he's in pretty good shape. So he's in the gym. He trains. He's, he's in the gym. He's working out. Right. Yeah, he exactly. said he said to Shake Knight, yeah, I'm gonna show you in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> We always go there. Please don't cancel right. me, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't cancel me for making that remark. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. But hey, we got All the right. DJ Rollin' Cancel Culture Mix coming up uh, for the caffeine and energy drink mix. Also, we got Mr. Moody's. You may be a racist and you don't even know it, as well as Mr. Moody's Moody Motivation. And a lot more coming up right here on the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Make sure you follow me on all your social media, Facebook at Sean Garvey, Sean Garvey ATL, Twitter, and on Instagram. Where can people follow you, DJ Rollum? Always, always, always follow me at DJ Rollum on Twitter and Instagram and uh, DJ Rollum Townsend on Facebook. So uh, just like a guy hit me up not too long ago and said he want me to do something on, on a Monday. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want me to do any type of events uh, for future notice, it's only Friday nights, Saturdays, and Sundays. Nothing doing Monday through Thursday. Yep. Yep. So please yep. don't interrupt him during his uh, non-business hours on non-business days, Monday through Thursday. Exactly. I mean, you taking care you taking care of other businesses though, Monday through Thursday. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. Just not just not doing Monday through Thursday. That's 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 out. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, yes. man. And uh, of course, outside of the morning show, I have the BV Mobile Apps podcast. Uh, we will be returning with brand new episodes of the BV Mobile Apps podcast and Love and Poetry with Sharia Thomas. Thank you all for the great feedback that you've been giving us uh, for the Love and Poetry podcast. We got all those shows on BeatBreakRadioFM.com on demand. We got reach one network.tv and you can also check us out all the time on thinking out loud network.com and great show great times man i'm looking forward to the next episode that we are going to do in the next week or so well actually uh the following week because we're just going to take a short hiatus and then we will be back no we're not being canceled ladies and gentlemen we are just taking a no. short hiatus right yeah yeah nobody can't cancel us Nobody, nope. and that there, there's nope. been several that did, but we're still here. Nah. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's yep. all I got to yep. say, man. Hey, it's the Beat Break Morning yep. Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Sean Garvey, 
DJ Rollo. Good morning. Yep. The Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey, DJ Rollo, and the Wake Up Ladies. The only morning show where you can wake up next to more than just one woman.